0: What's new How is the world free? My name is Ed Peters and I welcome you to another broadcast of What's New. We return today to Matthew chapter six, moving on to verses nine to thirteen. On our previous study, taken from verses 5 through 8, Jesus began to instruct his disciples and followers on the subject of prayer with the emphasis on how not to pray. Now, here in verses 9 through 13, Jesus gives us a sample prayer, an outline to follow when we do pray. Now, here are verses 9 through 13 of Matthew chapter 6, the so-called Lord's Prayer. And, by the way, We will continue in these verses for some time in an attempt to best understand just what Jesus is teaching us. Here's what Matthew writes. Pray along these lines. Our Father in heaven, we honor your holy name. We ask that your kingdom will come now. May your will be done here on earth just as it is in heaven. Give us our food again today as usual. And forgive us our sins, just as we have forgiven those who have sinned against us. Don't bring us into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. Amen. Praise his name and see it happen.
1: Let the of god become alive in your life just praise the lord Turn your part
0: Here to begin our study on verses 9 to 13 of Matthew chapter 6
2: is Pastor Henry Harder. On one occasion, the disciples asked Jesus, Teach us to pray, they said. The disciples did not want to pray like the pagans. Of course, prayer is an essential element of worship. Since that's so, and since they asked, Jesus gave the disciples a model prayer. And Jesus began this model prayer with worship. We call it the Lord's Prayer. Actually, it's not his prayer, but the disciples' prayer. It's recorded by Matthew in chapter 6, verses 9 to 13. So besides being a model prayer, it also teaches us something about worship. I don't want to miss that. Worship is the essence of all prayer. Today I want to review the whole prayer in a nutshell, in capsule form. Jesus begins this way. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. That's how prayer should begin, with a statement about our Lord. That's also where worship begins. Worship begins with reverence for God's person, which is what the word name means. God is the focus in prayer and worship. That's priority. Now, I'll focus on that tomorrow. The second line reads, Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Prayer expresses our commitment to God and to his plan, program, and purpose. I will focus on those words in another program. The third line is, Give us today our daily bread. Chapter 6, verse 11. In prayer, we recognize God's provision. So, to review, in this prayer, which is a model, Jesus tells his disciples that in our prayers, we should first stress God's person, next, his program, and third, his provision. The fourth line reads Forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. In prayer, we need to recognize God's power to forgive sin. So, we have God's person, his program, his provision, and his power to forgive. Now the fifth line reads, And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. In prayer we should express our confidence in the power of God to help us to overcome temptation. The sixth and last line reads, For yours is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever. Amen. That last line is omitted by Matthew according to some translations. But those words recognize that all belongs to God. It's all His. The kingdom, all the power, and all the glory belongs to God forever. And that's a good way to close a prayer. So that's the model prayer suggested by Jesus Himself. It is this prayer that I want to focus on for the next number of programs. Really, this is a model prayer. The disciples asked Jesus, how? They said, teach us to pray. Then Jesus said, this is how you should pray. Notice Jesus does not say, pray this prayer. He said, pray like this. He did not say, when you pray, recite this prayer. I believe there is very little, if any, merit in repeating this prayer. In fact, it may well do more harm than good. Someone simply saying this prayer might actually think he prayed. Just repeating these words of Jesus does nothing for us. In fact, in verse 7 of this chapter, Jesus said to his disciples, When you pray, do not keep babbling like the pagans, for they think they will be heard because of their many words. Repeating the same thing over and over does not impress God at all. The Living Bible translates this, don't recite the same prayer over and over. The New American Standard Bible calls that meaningless repetition. I say again, I don't believe that there is any merit in reciting over and over the Lord's Prayer. Someone has said that words are the only things God doesn't hear in a prayer. So the disciples asked Jesus for a model prayer that would express their worship which would not be like the pagans. Jesus gives his disciples this prayer as a model. In a worship prayer, you first reverence God's person, then commit yourself to God's program, recognize his provision, experience his power in forgiveness, and experience his power to overcome temptation, and finally recognize that it's all his the kingdom, the power, and the glory. So tomorrow I come to the first line of this prayer. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. In worship, we reverence God's person. That's first. Immediately that focus is worship. It isn't program, music, preacher, audience, auditorium, readings, statutes, clapping, shouting... Audience participation, no. Reverence God's name, which stands for God's person, that's first, that's primary. In worship and in prayer.
3: There's more.
1: strength, our weakness to show, we can
3: know the master's plan,
1: extend the master's hand, when we come in.